the Art Health Solutions Podcast, bringing you insight, data, and discussion from all aspects of employee health, performance, and experience. Good, good afternoon, listeners. Uh, thanks for joining the podcast. We've got a really interesting chat lined up today. As previous listeners will know, the focus of this series of podcasts is to explore the impact of the pandemic on the future workplace from different perspectives. Today, um, we're exploring how the the post-COVID-19 workplace can be supported through the installation of supporting technologies. And to give a really expert perspective on this, I'm delighted to be joined by Alex Moon, who's the Global Account Manager at Speaker Technologies. So firstly, good afternoon, Alex. Thanks for joining us. Afternoon, Phil. Thank you for having me. Great stuff. Thanks. Um, so firstly, um, as we always tend to do on, on the podcast, it'd be great to um, sort of tell our listeners a bit about yourself, a bit about speaker technologies, uh, what it provides, what the services are, your role, et cetera, et cetera. So um, yeah, over to you for, for that. That's okay. Yeah, perfect. Well, yeah, like I said, good to be here. Um, so myself, I'm a global account manager for Spiker. I've been with the company three years now. Um I've got a background in facilities management um, and before then I used to work for a local authority uh, kind of around environmental science and air quality. So I've got a, a good holistic knowledge of of all things kind of workplace and uh, the kind of environmental side as well. Um, in terms of the uh, the actual technology side, uh, it's probably not my strongest, but I've learned a hell of a lot in the last three years as well. Um, a bit about Spiker's kind of background. Um, we're basically an IoT solutions provider um, with a with a expertise in in IoT integration and and uh, middleware and th- uh, third party software integration as well. So, what we're trying to do is bring all of these strands around IoT sensors, um, uh, backend systems, things like room booking systems, uh, CAFM systems, etc. Bring it all together um, and deliver something that that really um, lets the employee interact with the workplace um, on a, on a new kind of level. Fantastic. So, some stuff that's really quite uh, prominent, I guess. Um, you know, in in, in current times as we you know move hopefully back towards the the workplace um you know post covid 19 so i guess you know first point to kind of start on for me um was it would be kind of around you know given the pandemic has impacted the majority of organizations and given your stock offering per se and correct me if i'm wrong in, in that um was sort of the installation of in-office solutions um what was the kind of initial feeling at speaker um when the lockdown was announced and, and you know and how it has it actually played out i guess in respect and um, has that feeling played out or has it actually been different yeah so uh, as as well as everyone in the country i think um you know we were worried how this was was going to affect the business um especially because you know a lot of the stuff we are offering is is very much workplace centric um a lot of a lot of our clients are already on the road to kind of more remote working um you know only coming into the office um three times a week something like that M- moving to more of an agile approach um but yeah we definitely were worried that uh, you know everyone would shut down the the offices and no one ever go to offices again but i think as we followed it through we soon realized that and especially with some of the 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 kind of case studies with, that were coming out around um 
employees working from home and, and the kind of troubles they were having with that, as well as the positives. There are positives as well. But I think it's quite apparent that workplace still has a, a very big um, role to play in, in business. Um, so we we actually saw a spike um in inquiries around how do we how do we facilitate returning back to work so that was really interesting for us and actually the last couple of months have just been you know ridiculously busy for us in terms of um new projects and and things and supporting companies going back to work um in in the workplace and trying to use that technology to 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 help them do that yeah so i guess you you mentioned that the term they're facilitating the the return to the workplace that's that's quite a um a new term, but it's being used and banded about quite a lot, I guess, in this um, this sector, this industry. So I guess given that it is a, a new term, is this kind of been an opportunity for you guys to, I guess, repurpose your current solutions to fit that narrative, I guess? Yeah, certainly. I think that there are a lot of companies out there that were, were putting a lot of market wear out there around um, kind of COVID solutions, which we we didn't choose to to aggressively market um anything really uh we we chose to listen to our current clients and and try and come up with ways to help them in their in in returning back to work and how some of our existing clients have already have technology and how could we then just repurpose that to to kind of give them the information and insight they need to be able to let their employees return to work and and deal with some of the 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 new challenges there were um so once we we'd done that kind of initial talk with our existing clients we we kind of put forward a, a number of very much off the shelf um, solutions to help to help new prospects um, maybe deal with with the return to work and and actually from our side it didn't involve you know developing a new app it didn't involve doing really any development to the platform it was already already existing functionality that we could um, give a new use case for uh, in terms of helping them return to work. Fantastic. Okay, so that's a. I guess a really good overview of you know yourself that the business and and the last um, I guess or at least how the, the the start of lockdown played out. So I guess to to kind of move things forward a bit, um, what are clients sort of coming to you with now? So what are the the problems that they're asking to solve? Touched on there, the you know facilitating the the return to work. Um, but is there anything I guess what? that is new or unique about the problems clients are coming to you with and you know how are you going about solving them so it's almost um it's almost like a a reinvigoration of the old the old problem that all iot companies seem to be be kind of obsessed with was around uh, workplace occupancy um and using sensors to to, you know give information on occupancy and utilization and i think the last couple of years we we'd slowly moved um, obviously, that was a core offering for us, but it, we'd slowly moved out into different different areas like workplace experience apps and that kind of thing. But certainly, COVID has has reignited the interest in knowing how many people are in the office at any one time, um, and being able to kind of manage that those levels, um, or or even tell if someone's in a meeting room where they shouldn't be. That that kind of um, that kind of use case that we can have from the from the sensors. Um, so that's that's very much back on the agenda now. Um, it, so it's probably not a new a new idea, but it's it's, it's using that that technology in a in a different way. Um, also, things like pinch points, um, washrooms, for example, um, you know, knowing giving an employee an idea 
um, how busy a washroom is so that they don't go in and break the kind of social distancing rules. You know, if you go in, there's 10 people in there. You don't really want to, you know, rub shoulders as you're coming through the entrance, that kind of thing. So there's solutions there that we've we've kind of thought about um, slightly changing some of our existing uh, solutions to, to help to help give that kind of live view about what's going on in, in the washroom obviously no 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 pictures or video or anything <laughs> um so yeah so, so that's the kind of that's the kind of solutions really yeah i know we um we mentioned that in our uh our sort of planning meeting for this we talked about and it's quite um topical is um there's lots of places talking about thermal imaging um as you come into buildings um have you had people coming to you with that kind of request? And I guess where do you stand with that? Given I guess there's a potential disparity between the ability to do it and the usefulness of it. Um, you've got to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I say, but you know, we always say we can do anything the client wants, um, <laughs> but it generally comes down to how much it costs and you know the the actual uh, use case of it the business case and if that all that stacks up then then yeah we go forward with it so th- thermal imaging is something that we were approached but um approached about by a number of um some existing clients and also new new prospects and um i think you know the, the technology is good um it, it's it's uh, it does it does a job in terms of telling you someone's temperature when they're walking through the door does that actually relate into stopping or, or protecting your employees when they come to work, knowing that someone might might have COVID, for example? Um, I think there's there's obviously lots of research out there that says that um, you, you could be asymptomatic, so you w- might not have a temperature, in which case that technology is pretty useless. Um, so I think it, it potentially has a place in, in, in some maybe airports or, or something like that as a, mm. as a kind of catch-all technology but again it's very expensive um it probably would there are companies out there that might have existing platforms set up for for that kind of stuff but it it would probably be um you know only used uh for for the very initial stages of return to work i I would have said i can't see that being a a long-term solution considering it probably won't catch catch all the uh the asymptomatic people as well yeah i think that's a a a really important point in that you know we can have we can have technology that detects things but it's the application of the you know and the insight that it gives you that that's important and if that insight isn't actually um you know providing a um a useful service um then it's kind of you know just looks good um and i suppose it's not just about about looking good it's about you know having a a good structure in place to support what you're trying to do but there there Um, is that there there is that point that um you know i think a lot of our inquiries were were um companies actually just trying to <laughs> cover all the bases to see what was out there and yeah. you know have all these crazy ideas but but it's actually being seen to be thinking about this stuff i, I guess um or being challenged probably by a higher level to, to going out and find these new solutions and and it's just the same way that we approach any kind of any solution that we offer we always look at it practically so you know a perfect example of that is in the washrooms for example if you want to know exactly how many people are in a washroom that there is hardware for that but it's generally more expensive um more difficult to install but it's that kind of trade-off between expense and accuracy that we we uh we we really go through that kind of hardware um 
portfolio to, to pick the best piece for the use case and and really that's uh, we also like you know it to be value for money so it gives it does what it what you need it to do but it's also value for money yeah and i guess that that that'll come through shine through in you know um when when organizations reflect from working with you that they haven't been you know so snake oil or or something that isn't really needed um and that's the i guess the confidence that you want to to instill with your clients exactly um, yeah yeah, I mean, just moving on to, uh, you know, one area that, you know, we've worked with you guys um, in the past on is around sort of monitoring environmental um, conditions and uh, particularly interested from, a you know, the virus spreading um, angle, I guess. Um, has there been interest around that in, our, you know, things like humidity and, and, and temperature and how they can, you know, utilise those type of sensors maybe to, you know, influence decision making within buildings yeah certainly again part of the product suite is is all around environmental um condition monitoring um trying to deploy iot sensors which give you a better granularity and and probably a wider suite of environmental conditions than say bms um can give you within a building um and that that traditionally was used to to kind of help um identify problem areas within a building and kind of sick building syndrome that kind of thing but yes yeah, certainly for this purpose um temperature and humidity as as far as i'm aware from the, the kind of science and then i'm sure you can probably tell me more um they're, they're quite uh important for the to can or to help control this kind of spread of viruses and, and diseases and, and colds and flus that kind of thing within the workplace um so yeah there's been a bit of a an increase in interest really for, for for being able to get that environmental data yeah. and i guess obviously you've got a bit of a, a lot of experience in, in managing those types of, of hardware and, and software in in practice um how does that data um i guess get used uh, i'm just trying to think you know of a you know facilities manager for example who looks after the, you know, the, the data streams and sees that a certain part of the building's gone to a certain temperature, certain degree of humidity. Um, how, what, what and how does he go about actioning a response to that? Yeah, so another a key feature of the solutions that we offer is making sure there is a, a view for every kind of stakeholder. Um, so we look at the, the range of stakeholders that they would be using this technology and think about what questions would they ask of the system and so what answers do they need? Um, and one part would be yeah, a, a building manager, for example, would, would need to see um, in his building what are the worst performing areas um, and what are the, 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 the well-performing areas and be able to fault find as well with his you know, BMS team or, or engineering team. So within the platform, platform we've got um, alarms and rules set up so we can define what what is a good condition across floors or in meeting rooms and that's all that's all um we can scale that right down to singular meeting rooms so if you do have a meeting room that is uh, is, is on the side uh, that the sun comes up you might want a slightly higher temperature before it before it um triggers an alarm and we can fit into um that whatever kind of workflow process that the that the client might have, whether that's you know p- pumping the alarm straight into a CAFM system, obviously making sure that we don't pollute that CAFM system, making sure it, it, it's only high risk or however they want to determine what the action, um, and then that can feed back and turn off the alarms as well, and it's make sure that we kind of feed into whatever their workflow patterns would 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 be. So it seems like obviously there's there's loads and loads of flexibility, and you can kind of 
I guess, design the the systems to meet the the needs of the client. Essentially, they can, I guess, put in, in you know, tell you this is what we wanted to, um, or when we wanted to to give us a message or an alarm, and then they can put in place their their reactions to you know, supplying the uh, the software and the hardware that allows them to, I guess, get that information um, and, and 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 react to it, which is which is fantastic. So we. Clearly, you know, there's loads of um, lots of solutions, and we've you know, discussed a lot around the, I guess, the different types of tech that you you've been asked to install and, and provide uh, support for for employers' decision making, yeah. particularly around social distancing and, and risks of virus spreading. Um, it'd be interesting to chat a bit more about the employee experience, um, given these type of, of workplace integrations. Clearly, you know. The return to work um, is going to be probably a new experience. Um, we're talking about the new business as usual or business as unusual, whichever you want to call it. Um, so I guess, is, is there anything that you provide um, from this, their standpoint to, to support them? Yeah, so so really the, the, the most interesting, I mean, we've spoken about the, the kind of um, very soft and hard services orientated um, solutions that we offer. But again, there's this other layer that we now are starting to look at, which is um, workplace experience. And this is kind of like the shiny veneer that you put over all these kind of backend platforms and systems to give uh, an employee um, the, the view of just being able to have a, a, a corporate app, one app to kind of rule them all, as you were, um, that you can do room booking, you can raise a CAFM request if you're too hot or you know, or, or uncomfortable with the cl- the climate, or your TV's broken in in the meeting room, that kind of thing. Get access control to the building, um, and and the new feature I think, especially around the, the kind of um, COVID uh, kind of return to work thing, is actually desk booking. That, and I think pretty much every single client now, the existing client, has asked us about desk booking. Um, originally, it's something we thought that probably people won't pre-covid probably people won't want to want to do um because it's a it's a very specific way of of working i guess there's you know there's hot hot desking and then there's kind of being able to book a desk um in a specific location um but now yeah we've been asked so much about desk booking that and i think we've we've got a few a couple of clients now that we're going to embark on actually building out a, a module for that um with within their within their own customized app and i think um that that will enable a client to control the amount of people coming to the office because you can put in things like controls in terms of um, only allowing the employee to book a desk twice a week, which means they can only get into the office um, only twice a week, and that controls the level within of, of employees coming to the office. And then it also controls them exactly where they can sit. So we can do kind of an out-of-the-box solution without the app in terms of displaying a floor plan to show the social distancing seats um, that are available across the floor and whether or not someone is sat there with a live view Um, but we can also then add another layer with the workplace app um, being able to to show them on on the app and and being able to book a seat as well that is uh, available at that particular time or book in advance depending on what the client wants really at the end of the day Um, so yeah that's a that's a really good new feature um, and and yeah, we spoke a bit about environment, and that is something again that we can surface through in, into the app as well. And it's all based on what the client wants to show the employees. Being nice, being able to uh, pick a desk that's within your own, your own kind of comfort parameters. You know, maybe it's cold out, and you want to come into somewhere that's a little bit warmer, or you're a hot person like me. Um, I 
much prefer to work at a, an 18 degree desk rather than a 20, 20 odd degree desk. Um, but those kind of things we can definitely put into to the kind of search functionality when we're looking at um, desks and things. I mean, that, that, that sounds, you know, very, you know, very futuristic and, you know, fantastic. That's kind of available now, you know, I can go to, to work and, you know, I don't know, maybe I've, you know, cycled to work, I've run to work and, you know, I'm, I'm roasting hot and like you say, I don't want to be going to a desk that's, you know, in the sunlight and, you know, baking hot. I want to actually find a cool part of the office with a bit of space and, you know, leave me alone because I'm just a bit flustered. Um, so to be able to have that functionality at the, you know, palm of my hand, I guess, in, a, in an app-based um, location is fantastic. Um, you know, can't see any downsides there whatsoever. Um, I was going to ask, um, obviously, we've talked a bit in the, guess, the previous section around... Um, the bit of hardware that allow you to sort of uh, control social distancing and it's kind of integrated into sort of, I guess, um, you know, uh, washrooms and, and things like that. Um, how do how do employees, I guess, interact with those systems, um, I guess, to make so those systems do the job? I'm just, I think if I'm going to the to the toilet, um, what what am I seeing that is going to, I mean, I feel I shouldn't win, I guess, or am I seeing something before I can go? <laughs> yeah, so, so there's a couple of ways to do it. Again, all this stuff we could surface in a, in a workplace app. Um, so, so that might be one one route that a client wants to go down. The other more simple solution is is just having um, tablets, um, say, just outside in the reception area, and we can display a number of washrooms on that and their live vacancies. Um, yeah. So sort of it's very simplest. We could we could put a, a PIR sensor in each cubicle, for example. So it would tell you whether that cubicle is in, in use again. Again, you it's down to the client in terms of their level of privacy that they, they'd want to, to do they want to show that for, for the employees. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> generally generally putting it in the communal area um will give you a good indication of whether that whether that that washroom area is busy or not um and then being able to display that outside kind of gives the the employee a bit more confidence when they're walking through the door they're not going to bump into someone um and and they can keep that social distancing the other thing we can do is display um things around uh cleaning um washing your hands noticing that kind of stuff general general workplace um messaging or communications to the employees to let them know that we're doing increased cleaning and that kind of thing um but in terms of of that it, it also duplicates our, our our other uh sort of out the box solution which is around smart cleaning for, for that so you can use that same sensor for two use cases here um the smart cleaning one was generally aimed at kind of facilities management companies that, that had cleaning services and they were, you know, generally only had a set pattern throughout the day. Um, and this was really looking at the levels of um, visitations to all these washroom areas and also workplace areas as well. We can tell that from, from the kind of occupancy levels as well. So we've got a really heavily used workplace area. We can set alarms and rules in the system to tell uh, the cleaning teams that that it's time to go and clean it or they need to focus on these areas um, uh, more than the others at a first port of call and that and that really works quite well it worked really well before uh, before covid but obviously now the cleaning is it's a lot more emphasized because things need to be cleaned more and more often to make sure that we don't um, we, you know we don't uh, uh, spread the spread the disease as well so uh, there's quite a lot of emphasis on that as well yeah, no, I mean that kind of covered kind of my next question in terms of obviously a lot of 
a lot of these things are kind of in response to the the current needs there and getting back to work because of you know the post-covid um i guess uh, needs and that, that question was kind of going to be around you know hopefully you know we get past this and we get a vaccine and and the the need for social distancing is you know scaled right back um you know we may have a, a full change in how we sort of view how we how we work but if we are going to go back to sort of normal that the technology that you've got in there um i was going to ask you know will it be repurposed for other stuff and i guess you've kind of answered that question it was already being kind of used but in a different way with the the cleaning um example that you that you gave so um it, you know it's good that it can be you know it, it's it's flexible and can be molded to to suit the needs of, of the time and it's not just kind of you know i need to do a massive capital outlay and then once covid's over um, yeah you know, i've got i'm getting no no benefit out of it so yeah that, that, that's interesting yeah the, so the, you know every solution that we we offer we we know that the capital outlay of hardware is probably the most expensive thing so trying to get as many use cases out of that data and that hardware is is always kind of at the heart of our of thinking about the types of solutions and this is where you know going from just looking at an occupancy view to being able to know um how if if there's a meeting room in use at that very same point in time there's a, di- there's a completely different use case there, but with the same technology. And that's we always try to kind of get value because um, we know the hardware and things is reasonably expensive, especially uh, the kind of setup costs and stuff. Um, that being said, you know, if you're looking at a portfolio of buildings, the price always goes down in terms of volume. So, yeah. Sure. Fantastic. That's really, really interesting. Um, so, you know, I guess we could we could talk about this you know, forever in terms of technology, but um, to kind of... Um, Wrap, wrap things up as a bit of a, a take-home message which I always like to try and get um if someone was to uh, you know approach you with an inkling that you know technology and sensors could support their workplace but you know they didn't really know how they just heard about sensors and technology um, what was the main thing um a main point you would point them towards as a, as a headline benefit of using you know some if or, or all of your products and services that's a hard question because <laughs> it's so big. No, um, yeah, I think that the the kind of headline thing was. Uh, I think a lot of people are are afraid of technology still, um, and they can they can see that it kind of looks really good. But it, I think that the main question is, what's the business case behind it? Um, first of all, start from what questions do I need to answer first and then work backwards through the technology. Um, and you'll often find that the, the simplest technology is is the best. Um, we certainly find that, um, especially when we're, we're trying to answer these kind of really high-level uh, high, high level, uh, questions. And it's usually about money. <laughs> yeah, it always is. It always is. Brilliant. Uh, well, that, that, that's fantastic, Alex. Um, I'm going to wrap things up there. Um, Thanks very much for your time there. It's been really great speaking with you. Um, if anybody would like to, to get in touch with Alex, is there a, a website or an email address they could get in touch with you at? Yeah, it's just uh, Google Spiker Technologies. Um, there's our website um, or my email address is alex.moon at spikertech.co.uk. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Alex. Um, it's been great chatting. Um, really um, interesting content there. So, um, as a, it's been a pleasure as always, and we'll chat again soon. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. Thank you.